Hi, welcome to the Mama Advocate Podcast. This is a safe place for adoptive and special needs mamas to feel less alone and find community amidst their unconventional journeys. Here, you're going to find authentic conversations from me and my guest who are parenting fully in the weeds with you. Our goal is to empower and encourage you to be the best mama you can be as you advocate for your people. Guys, I'm really excited to have Michelle here with us today. She, I heard her speak on her podcast, the Calm Mom Podcast. And what I love about her is just her explanation of our nervous system. And I think that as special needs mamas, um, especially, our nervous system is often shot and or just on high alert at all times. And so I'm really excited about her sharing some tips and tricks and um, like all the somatic things with us because I know my body needs it and I'm hoping that this blesses everyone. So Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Will you tell us a little bit more about what you do and a little bit more about your podcast so they can tune in as well? Yeah, sure. Um, So I am the host of the Call Mom podcast and I'm a mom of two. I have two daughters. They are five and six and a half um, now. And I live with my husband and them in Miami. Um, But for the better part of the last hmm, 12, 13 years, I've been a trial attorney and very much in my head and very disconnected from my body and my emotions and all the things. And when I had my first daughter almost seven years ago, um, I think that was a really big aha moment for me and how burnt out I was and how fried my nervous system was. And I was kind of oblivious to it and was always just like pushing harder and, you know, doing more and, and not understanding um, that that wasn't actually going to lead me to a a breakthrough, um, but something more like a breakdown, which it did. And because I refused to listen to my body, my body just was like, all right, I'm going to slow you down if you're not going to pay attention. Um, And just, I remember moments like rocking her just crying and just like feeling so just that like rock, rock bottom, emotionally, physically, mentally, um, unlike myself. And I started to get curious about that. And the more that I learned, the more I saw this underlying theme of nervous system regulation under everything um, that was coming up. So I took a year and I went on a deep dive study of our nervous system and started to incorporate the things that I was learning and it made such a difference. Um, And it really allowed me to then in turn show up as the mom that I was wanting to show up as and the wife I was wanting to show up as and just the human being um, and feel the way that I wanted to feel. And I am now just so passionate about sharing it and helping other women to learn what I learned and experience what I've experienced and, and putting a lot of that nervous system work into practice. I love that you just took a year and dove into it hundred percent. Like that's amazing. I think we were a big old rabbit hole that I went down. Yeah. And now I'm glad that we get to learn from you so that we don't have to take a year and figure that out ourselves. Um, Okay. So can we kind of start at at the beginning, like at the very beginning of, I, I mean, like I just know from my experience with our three special needs buddies and then a large family and all the things that it can quickly just, I mean, I wake up and there's anxiety in my chest. And then when kids wake up, it like, expands even more and it's it's hard for me to take a deep breath and like all the things right 
where do we even start with kind of grounding ourselves? And like, I love that you said you got curious. I feel like that's a big, a big thing that I try to do and I'm not really that great at it, but I would love to know kind of where you start when you're in that overwhelm place. Yeah. So I think awareness is key. Um, and I think that's part of the curiosity part, right? It's just getting, when we grow in our awareness of what's happening in our body and why it might be happening, then we can do something about it. That awareness will always precede our choice. If we just wake up and feel this way and go about our day, um, which I think is how a lot of people operate, or they don't even slow down enough to really feel what's going on. Like, man, I feel so anxious today, but not really connecting it to the sensations of the body. Then we just kind of get stuck in that hamster wheel. Um, But understanding and being aware of what we're experiencing and growing in that somatic awareness of our body, because what's happening at its, at its core, I guess, at the most foundational level is that our anxiety or anything that we experience truly is a message, a message being sent um, by our body. And we live in a society and a culture and we live in, you know, a healthcare system that is so quick to silence the messenger (laughs) instead of listen to the message. So we have a migraine and we take an Advil or we have back pain and neck pain and we, whatever it is, right? We, 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 we want those symptoms to go away that we're experiencing, but we don't really spend a lot of time or grow an awareness of what the root is. And there's so many different symptoms of nervous system dysregulation. Anxiety um, is one of the main ones that we hear about, but Emotional volatility is one, irritability, that edginess, brain fog, like a lot of us moms experience, brain fog, brain fog, um, procrastination, um, a lot of physiological symptoms also. So things like IBS or gut issues or migraines or home hormone imbalances or insomnia, all of these things have roots in the state of our nervous system. So the first step, I think, is really understanding like, Hey, I'm noticing that my body is trying to tell me something. If I'm waking up with that anxiety, my body's trying to tell me something Um, and then paying attention and growing in the tools that we have um, to help our system to regulate in the moment. And then really doing some of that work beneath the surface that gets to the root of why we're feeling dysregulated, why we're feeling anxious or how it's showing up to, to begin with. But that awareness is the first step for sure. You're going to need to break all that down for us now. Um, would you define somatic experience for us? Yeah. So soma, so somatic, the, the root word there, soma, is Greek for whole. So it's really encompassing our whole body. We hear so much about mindset work and we go to talk therapy and talk about all of the things that are going on. And all of these things can be helpful, but we're really just dealing with our bodies from the neck up right? It's like, we're just talking about things, thinking about things, whatever. And there's the whole rest of our body from the neck down. That is a part of our experience um, that we really have to incorporate in our healing, the whole body. So somatic, being a somatic practitioner or somatic experiencing is really just a connection with the whole of our body, how it stores information, how it holds experiences, and then how it in turn expresses different things. Um, mostly for the priority of keeping us safe uh, and then learning how to communicate back with it because our body doesn't speak a verbal language. And that's a huge thing to understand. We can tell ourselves 
you know, we wake up with anxiety and we can be like, okay, just calm down. Like there's not a lot of stuff going on today, or I've got this, or I've you know gotten through every single day up to now or whatever the things are that we say to ourselves to try to calm down. And a lot of times those are not particularly effective or even worse when like someone else, right? Like our husband tells us to calm down. It's like, uh-huh. oh man, not just like, <laughs> no, no bueno. Um, and that's because our body doesn't speak a verbal language. So we have to actually show it that it is safe. We have to actually show it that it's safe for it to come out of a stress response and move into regulation. And if it doesn't respond to words or thoughts, we have to communicate with it in the, in the way in which our body understands, which is through movement and breath and sound and touch and all of these, what we call somatic practices that help convey a sense of, of felt safety to our body. And that will allow us to regulate. Yeah. We talk a lot about that in adoption, like the felt safety piece and, and helping our kids calm down and helping, helping them feel safe in different ways. And, um, I love, I think on your podcast, you were talking about our stress responses, how our body is keeping all of that in and how that is a form of protection, like you just said, and how we should think those those emotions and those things, because it's showing us how we need to survive. Right. Um, and then kind of like re giving that verbal cue of like, you are safe right now. You don't thank you body for protecting me or thank you for this response, but I'm okay right now. Just kind of talking to yourself like a a mom would a child. Um, I thought that was so beautiful and so wonderful. And if you said a few times, just as like, okay, thank you. We're okay right now. We're safe. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason for everything that we do, everything that we think, everything that we say. Um, but so often it's just not in our conscious awareness, right? So if we're experiencing this anxiety or this fear or whatever it is, there is a reason for that. None of us are just wake up irritable because it's fun, right? Like no one wants to experience that. Um, so yes, just appreciating that there that your body is trying to keep you safe and it's trying to keep you surrounded um, with people who love you unconditionally. And if it feels like either of those have been threatened, it will make a note at that point in time, and then it will constantly be on alert for anything that looks or sounds or smells or anything remotely similar to that experience, and it'll send you into a stress response. I guess to that same point is that our Our brain is good at so many things. Um, It is not adept at distinguishing between real or perceived threats. And that's where we can kind of get stuck in that loop, right? And reminding ourselves like, this is a perception of danger or a perception of some sort of threat. I am actually safe. And then being able to communicate that to our body. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we learned that. I mean, again, we learned that so much in foster and adoption and all of that. We're just thinking, like kids are responding out of the reptilial blah, 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 reptilian. Yeah. <laughs> reptilian. That, right? <laughs> they're old, they're all brain, you know, yeah. and how we need to jump up to our thinking brain and kind of help calm them down. And um, so I think just that wisdom and being like, okay, it's okay. You're okay right now. And just kind of talking yeah. to yourself like that is so beautiful. Now I know more than just talking that there's also things that we can do like touch, like hugging ourselves and things like that. What are some good, like, let's pretend, let me just throw out a scenario for you. Not that this has ever happened to me before, but 
<laughs> now you wake up and you realize that your kids have been up for the past four hours in the pantry and they have pulled out everything in the pantry and it's all over the floor. And then you go into their room and they have ice cream all over their room and popsicles all over the room and like everything in you wants to explode because this is not how you wanted to wake up this morning. Right. What would you do in that moment to kind of okay, get so back to center? Go. Yeah. So the first thing I would do is I would let myself explode in a healthy way. <laughs> I think so often, right? We're like, we just want to yell or scream or like hit something, right? There's this anger that arises within us or this frustration. And I think our our programming or our conditioning is like, I've got to calm down. I've got to hold this in. I've got to suppress this. I've got to whatever. And if we continue to do that, we all know it, you know, squeaks out in different ways uh, at times when it's not appropriate for what's going on around us. It doesn't match, right? whatever, whatever was said, we have this big response compared to compared to um, the cause. And so the first thing is allowing ourselves to, 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 to express that anger, frustration, dismay, whatever it is like that comes up walking into that. Um, and as women and as moms, I think that anger in particular is one of the emotions that we just like, don't know what to do with, <laughs> right? Either we're someone who's just like, it's always coming out, right? Our kids are getting it. Our husband's getting the brunt of it. Or on the opposite end, we just kind of hold it all in. And we're like, oh, who me? Like, I'm never angry. I'm like, I'm a chill mom. I'm a calm mom. It's like, either one of those is not healthy because they're both in extremes. So if I walked, if I woke up and walked into that, also, this has never happened to me. <laughs> mine um so I can just relate so perfectly to walking into something like this um is allow that to express in a healthy way so what does that look like it's making sure that my children are safe right first things first like is everyone here safe and then if I can removing myself to allow some of that anger to express again through movement through sound through touch so that might be like you know closing my bedroom door and just like stomp around like having it I was a two-year-old that might be taking my pillows off my bed and just slamming them onto the ground that might be screaming into my pillows it might sometimes I just go sit in my car for like two minutes and like hit the seat and just yell (laughs) and then come back in the house and I'm like wow I can I'm ready for anything now um getting a pool noodle and just taking that out to like a tree in the backyard or even just like to the basement or just hitting it on the floor in a safe way but just having some practices to let some of that pent up emotion move and release. And then you can do what most of us would think is what you would introduce when you need to calm down. So then maybe it's like taking a few breaths or, you know, doing some stretching or whatever to return that kind of safety and regulation to your body. But you first got to let out what it is that you're feeling without any judgment without any shame just understanding like I'm a human being this was a lot this morning it's brought up some of these emotions and in order for me to have good emotional hygiene I've got to allow this to express and release hey let's take a quick break mama I know that you are doing a great job but maybe there's something you've been neglecting like yourself or your marriage the rest of your family or the systems in your home Or maybe you're just ready for a change, but you don't know where to start. That's where we come in. Mama Systems can help you put systems in place so that your family is more organized, 
more peaceful and more balanced. And so that you feel like you can get everything done that you need to get done during the day. We'll help make sure that you have a plan to advocate for your child in school and in the community, that you take care of yourself, your marriage, and the rest of your family, and that you have systems in place to help build teamwork mentality in your home and make daily life more manageable. All of this is doable and you deserve it, Mama. Check out mamasystems.net today. All right, back to our show. I was not expecting you to say that, and I'm really glad that you did. (laughs) I, man, I think so often I go in there, and I remember you were talking to my counselor about it one time, of like, like I go in there and I get so angry, and it's like this rage that boils up inside of me. But I'm like, I can't let that out. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be shaming or anything like that. So I'm like trying to like contain it all. Right. And I was telling my counselor, I I just don't want, like, I don't want that to be my response. I don't want to feel this rage. And she's like, Clara, you're human. Like you were not going to be a little angel going in there and finding a ginormous disaster and then be like happy about it. You're human. Oh, I don't know why. Um, I think just we focus so much on like how we respond to our kids and not wanting to shame them and not wanting to yell at them and not. And so, but doing all those things is kind of ignoring, not always and whatever, but for me, it was ignoring that anger piece. Um, And I would tell my kids to do that same thing of like, it's okay to be angry. Just here's some good tools to do that, but I don't do that for myself. Thank you. Yes. I needed that. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so often I'll, I'll just step away and do it on my own, but there have been times also, you know, depending on the age of your kids and where they're at, like you can even involve them in that to the extent that they would be interested in participating. Like if you have, if you have the capability to do it in the midst of all that rage and anger to be like, wow, I feel myself getting really angry because I did not expect to walk into this. I'm going to go outside and like, stomp in the grass for a minute do you want to join me and sometimes they'll be like yeah and then we're like we're all in the backyard or something but then it ends in such a beautiful way right where maybe then it's like all right group hug I feel so much better but there's teaching moments in that also um, that I think can be really powerful yeah yeah because I tell them that it's okay for them to be angry but I they don't ever see me be angry yeah or cry or all these things that you know it would make sense that we would want to protect our children from. But I think if we do it with certain safeguards um, and in ways that are age appropriate, I think it can be really beautiful. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. We talked about anger. I want to talk about, so I, one time, uh, I don't know if this is your expertise or not, but you're talking about it now. Okay. I went, went and saw a somatic masseuse. Uh-huh. And that was like the most amazing experience. I've gone to see them a couple of times now, but that first time I remember thinking like, it's so, it's a very strange thing. I'm sure you can talk way more about this, but for me, it was a kind of an odd thing. Cause it's not really a massage. It's just kind of like touching and I, I don't know, rubbing. And I <laughs> sure there's more proper terms there, but it, that's all I got right now. But it was yeah. kind of like, she would ask me like, where, where do you feel it? And when she said, when I said my chest, she like put her hand on my chest and just held it there. And it was like, I had gotten the hug that I needed for 15 years. And it, like, it was beautiful and amazing. And 
Um, I would love to know just kind of more the science behind that or the, like, I don't even know if it's science. I don't know what it is. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. And it's something that when I started um, getting really interested in this work, I was like, oh, the somatic stuff. I'm like, that feels a little woo woo to me, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't know about all that. Um, But I was like, I'm I'm going to go into this with an open mind. And the more that I did this somatic work, I started to notice these shifts. And I started to notice that stuff would come up and stuff would release. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, husband made this comment and six months ago I would have lost my mind and now I'm realizing that I have more capacity to hold it and more regulation in my body and when it comes to somatic work like that part of it is is back to that idea that that our body is always communicating with us and it's always sending messages so when we slow down enough to connect to the sensations of our body and we open ourselves up to that communication there's amazing revelations that will come through. I was just in a coaching session this morning, actually, and my client was doing a body scan and she was just starting at the top and she's like, you know, I'm noticing tension around my eyes and tightness in my jaw and the scratchiness in my throat. And she was just kind of going down. And then she got to her lower back and she's like, man, my lower back is like really feeling tight. And she did, she brought her hand to her lower back and she kind of massaged it. And then I just had her focus her attention and her, her intention to that lower back and immediately she just started crying and it like this flood of emotion came forward about like some birth trauma that she experienced with her youngest and like her body had been holding so much energy in that space in her body um, because she hadn't really allowed herself to grieve some things that had happened during that that birthing process and it was just remarkable how like that pain right we're so quick to like put a heating pad or again take an advil or something but there's a message coming through there And I think the science is really getting, the research is really getting interested. Um, But there's so much about that and so much about our psyche and the connection that just isn't explainable. Um, There are roots in, you know, ancient Chinese medicine, right, where the whole body is kind of mapped out. And you can Google these maps and take a look. And they're like, yeah, if you're feeling pain, you know, in your left shoulder, that's what you know communicate something that you're not communicating and if you're feeling pain in your right shoulder that's like a lack of you know self-worth or like they have this whole thing mapped out and no one can really you know show me the data or the numbers about why this stuff happens but I think it's a great starting point in communication and it's a great starting that's how I use it with my clients right it's like wow does this seem to resonate or land you're noticing this let's lean into it what seems to be coming up for you and I love you just saying how um, you know, that practitioner just putting their hand on your chest where you are experiencing that energy. It's like, that's what our, that's what emotion is, right? It's E-motion, it's energy in motion. So if we are in such a practice of holding it in and suppressing it, we're not allowing it to move and it gets stored in our body in different ways. So when she put her hand there, right, or you do different movements or make different sounds, you'll notice that as you ha- as you have an awareness of that, energy or that pain or whatever it is tension there um it will move or it will shift or as you pay attention to it and listen it will start to dissipate it's it's really really fascinating it's fascinating yeah and just in case this still sounds a little woo-woo to people out there it's like it's weird yeah it is (laughs) it is weird it is weird and we don't talk about it and so then it seems even more woo-woo and skeptical and whatever all those things but 
again, I think I've mentioned this like a hundred times on this podcast, but the body keeps the score is an amazing yep. book and yep. helps kind of open your eyes to how your body just stores all the traumas and all the little things in your life, just in your body. And if you don't release those or grieve those or move, move through those, they just get yep. stuck. And so um, that's kind of what we're talking about is, is releasing some of that stuff and trying to figure out what is, what is actually stored in your body. So that's right. uh, yeah, Michelle, this is so good. Do you have anything else, any other tips that just to, like, is a quick something where, cause I feel, I, I feel like especially it's mamas yeah. we're just constantly on, right. It's constant. It's constant. It's constant. Yeah. Like more so than, than anything else. And so oftentimes there's not enough space to go back to your room and hit a pillow or whatever. Sure. It's just like, we're going from one trauma to another disaster, to another meltdown, to all the things in those kind of crazy moments where it's just thing after thing after thing, and you can't get away to like really work on yourself. What, what would be a good, just two second thing to do? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to offer you a body-based one and a mind, a mindset based one. I think a mindset one, and this is just like become a mantra for me um, is really becoming hyper aware of my, instinct and wiring and patterning to be judgmental about myself or my children or my husband um and not in ways of like a mean girl's kind of judgmental but just like i am so quick to put a story to it or they're you know they're they're making my life difficult or they're you know they're gonna make me later i don't know whatever like judgment is so quick to come out or for myself right that inner critic chiming in you should handle that differently why did you why did you snap at your daughter whatever it is and I'm so good at catching it now and I can catch it so quickly and I will shift to a place of curiosity and compassion for everything and the way in which that has changed how I approach particularly my kids and my husband but also myself um, it has just been so healing for me and uh, the moments where I do snap at my kids or lose it or whatever. And that judgment would have come in before now that I can greet it with curiosity and compassion. I'm like, well, no wonder Michelle, like you've had, you've done a lot of stuff today. It's 2 PM. You haven't even had breakfast yet today. Like your kids are, you know, there's a lot going on with them today. And just like allowing that compassion to greet, to, to greet it with compassion um, and curiosity is, is so powerful. And then on a body-based side, um, in the moment, it is not, we don't either, we don't have time or it's just not appropriate for us to actually express what it is that we're feeling. Like our kids having a meltdown in the grocery store and it's making us angry. It is not the time for us to have our own temper tantrum, right? And just start like throwing things or hitting things or whatever it is that we might want to do in the moment, yelling. Um, but we can make a date with our feelings. And that is something that I've started to do that has made such a difference too. So let's say something like that happens, right? My daughter's mad. She can't buy something at the target or whatever it is. And she's on the floor having a meltdown. And I just feel it all coming up. Like I just want to scream myself or I want to like run and hide and cry or whatever it is that's coming up. I can't do it. So I just take one second and just be like, okay, I feel all this anger coming up. Okay. I feel all this like sadness or this frustration or whatever coming up. I'm going to revisit this at 9 PM tonight. And then I just go about, you know, pick her up, bring her to the car, whatever it is that I have to do, get home, go about my day. But then I am, I am in integrity with these promises that I make to myself. 
And then at the end of the day, when my kids have gone to bed and I'm ready for five, 10 minutes to myself before I pass out, um, I'll just let myself get back to that space and imagine her there again, screaming and allow it to bring up the emotions that I felt when I was at Target or the store, wherever I was. Um, and then whatever needs to come through there. Sometimes it is crying. Sometimes it is screaming into a pillow. And the beautiful thing is that the way our body is wired, when we actually allow those emotions to express, it only takes 30 to 90 seconds to complete their loop. So the more we get into the practice of that, like this doesn't have to be a half hour routine. It's like, if I let myself feel angry, it will move through my body. We see our kids temper tantrums, right? They'll ride the wave. And if we just let them ride it, takes a couple of minutes and then it's like, like, you know, the sniffles come up and then they start to regulate and come back. And the same is true for us. Um, so making a date with those feelings when you have to suppress them in the moment or you just don't have time or space or it's not appropriate. Um, but then actually following through your energetic body will start to trust that. And then you'll be able to, to move it quite efficiently. And um, that's a beautiful practice. And that grew, as you release that, that grows your window of tolerance. So then you can actually handle more the following day or whenever without becoming dysregulated. So a long, a long answer to your simple question. I love that. I love the idea of creating a date with yourself. Yeah. Dare I say an alarm might be helpful in, in this. Yeah. But like as you're leaving the party and you're still seeming to have your device remind you at nine o'clock tonight to, to do that. Yeah. So cause I'm like, I, I think I'd do that with integrity, but I would also then forget or, just want to watch a show and talk myself out of it real quickly. Ah, okay. You're just so amazing. Thank you for these great tips and for sharing with us today and coming on. And I don't, I just, I feel better already. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell everybody where they can find you and all of your services you offer coaching is that I make up it's all virtual. And so it doesn't matter where you are, right? We don't have to be in Florida. Amazing. Um, she's shaking her head. Yes. Just so you know, yeah. so tell us about that. Sure. So um, the podcast is the calm mom, tons of resources there. If you struggle with anxiety or overwhelm or burnout, or just the things that come with raising little human beings. Um, a lot of that, you can find me on Instagram at michellegrosser.coach. And then my website is just my name, michellegrosser.com. There's great resources there. Also, um, we do offer one-on-one coaching. It's virtual on Zoom, so you can be coached from anywhere through a lot of this stuff. And then I'm actually in the process right now of creating um, my first online course, which is going to be a 28-day nervous system reset that will be completely self-paced. So I think that's going to be really helpful uh, for a lot of mamas, too. Sign me up. I'm ready for that. When is that coming out? I'm hoping to release it this year, um, putting the final touches on it now and then hoping in um mid-november we'll really start pushing it and um, get it out for you guys before the end of the year amazing michelle thank you thank you for having me this is great i appreciate it hey i'm so glad that you joined us today if this episode blessed you at all would you mind leaving a review or sharing with others this as you know will help other mamas find us and in turn will bless them Hey, thanks so much for trusting us with your time today.